and welcome to our first 2021 edition of the Arizona Rattlers Coaches Show presented by Victus Health. Science you can trust, relief you can feel, the official training room sponsor of the Arizona Rattlers. And alongside our featured guest every single week on this podcast, Rattlers team president and head coach Kevin Guy. My name is Stephen Cusimano. How are we doing today, coach? Doing great, Stephen. How are you doing? Pretty good. Early morning for us today, but uh, I do want to start off with a couple of introductions here because just in case there are people out there listening who are unfamiliar with the Arizona Rattlers. So I guess I'll go first. My name is Steven Cusimano. I'm the director of digital media and PR. So everything that concerns media with the Rattlers, that goes through me. And uh, if by some chance there's people out there listening that don't know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you come from and uh, what you do for the Rattlers? <laughs> sure. My name is Kevin Guy, head coach and president of the Arizona Rattlers. And um you know, I'm originally from Alabama. I've been the head coach here since 2008 season, and uh, we've we've had quite a run. We've had we've got a lot of good people that work here in the organization. You know, it always starts at the top with ownership, and Ron Schertz does a great job of setting tone and direction and 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 uh, giving us everything we need to be successful. So very appreciative of of Ron and uh, our staff. You know, we we've got a really uh, really good staff. Lot, you know, I, I think in any great organization, you know, it comes down to the people, and we got a lot of good people in this organization. And that is a, a perfect way to start. That you know, kind of the first thing I want to talk about here, and, and that is some of the the team personnel, and that starts from the top, like you said, from the ownership down to the front office and the coaches. And we've got a, a very experienced coaching staff here, uh, starting with you, I believe, twelfth year coaching the Rattlers, and then uh, your first year as the uh, role of the president, but have also spent another fourteen years as the general manager of this team and uh, alongside the likes of Connie Kawai, who is the assistant head coach and offensive line coach, uh, Jeff Jarnigan, who is our general manager and also defensive line and special teams coach, and then also a couple of relative newcomers, Rod Windsor, the wide receivers coach, and quarterback and running backs coach, Herdish Chin, along with uh, our great equipment manager, Todd Connor. Uh, talk about some of those faces that we see in the building every day uh, that, that go into putting out a great product out in the football field. You know, for the most part, we've we've been able to keep uh, our group together. Uh, Connie's been with me since day one. Um, you know, he's our assistant head coach, as you said. D he does an outstanding job of coaching our offensive line, but also does a great job of helping advise me and taking some things off my plate so I can do some dual roles here for for the organization. Um, Jeff Jernigan, our general manager, he also coaches our D line and and is our special teams coordinator. Uh, another one that does a great job of advising me, uh, working uh, um, in dual roles himself uh, on the business side and on the football side, and uh, you know has done a great job since joining us five years ago. Uh, Rod Windsor, obviously a very popular player when he played here for the Arizona Rattlers. Uh, he is exactly what this league is about. You know, he came here uh, as a player, got extra. You know, came here to you know kind of build his resume and, and get quality film against quality players, and uh, you know jump from here to the NFL, and then came back and finished his career here. Um, but has done an outstanding job coaching our receivers. Um, and, you know, this is his second year into coaching, so he's a young coach. He's growing, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job for us. And then Hurtis Chen, he's a newcomer this year uh, as the quarterback coach and running back coach, and. Uh, you know, Hurtis is, is, is a great young mind in the indoor football league. Uh, you know, he's done an outstanding job. He was the offensive coordinator last year in, in Tucson. I was very um, excited about getting him because he, he coached the offense, of, uh, the offense down in Tucson, and, and the only veteran he had on offense was his quarterback. Everybody else was rookie, rookies, O-line receivers, running backs. 
and he had the fourth highest scoring offense in the league. So very happy to have uh, Coach Chen on our staff. And, and then, you know, the positions that kind of keep us uh, keep the head coach sane and not getting a, uh, you know, where the biggest headaches can come from is, is if you don't get to hire the right people is obviously in the equipment room, the training room. And uh, Todd Connor uh, is our equipment manager. He's been with us since 2010. And then Stuart Nichols is our trainer, uh, d- does a fantastic job as well. And, um, you know, he's, he oversees the training room that uh, Victus, our partner, is, is sponsoring. And, and so uh, players really love Stu and uh, very knowledgeable about helping getting these players ready to play on the field. Yeah, and these are some of the names that we'll see every week here on this podcast, uh, jumping in from time to time as our season already is underway, and we've got a very, very exciting team this year. And so we're 1-1 one one at this point. Uh, I've had a couple of really good games so far, but why don't you talk a little bit about some of the players on the team this year and guys who may be returning, maybe some new guys that are coming up that uh, you're pretty excited for. Well, I'm excited, you know, about coaching all of them, but, you know, on offense, let's start with offense, you know, I th- you know, it starts with the quarterback and Drew Powell. We finally – this is going to be our first year to get be able to coach him for a full season. You know, he came in the last five, six games of the season for us in 2019. Uh, you know, he's one of the premier players in the league, uh, very dynamic and throw and run the ball. Uh, so, I'm excited about coaching him throughout the year. Um, you know, our strength has always been with our offensive line, uh, Lamar Mady and, and, and Steven Garola at the center spot. And, you know, we, we've got some veteran presence there. And then we've always had a physical presence with our running backs. And we got a newcomer this year. You know, we got Daryl Monroe returning, uh, but also Nick Lassane. And we feel really good about both of the running backs. And then at the receiver, it was receiver position. It was the most competitive uh, position in training camp. And, you know, we got a lot of guys that do a lot of different things well. And, you know, it really comes down to matchups from week to week on who we're going to dress and who we're going to play. Uh, and, and then as the season goes, I'm sure there will be some separation, you know, with the competition. On the defensive side, starting in the back, on the back end, Dylan Winfrey, uh, is moved, we moved him from backside corner to, to safety this year. Uh, and, and, you know, he's done, he's, he's, he's going, it's a new position, so he's going to be learning, um, there. But other than that, we're pretty young, you know, in the, in the secondary. Uh, we do have Devin Cockrell returning, and he's kind of a guy that can play multiple positions. Uh, but this is only his second year, and then everybody else are is is rookies. So, uh, pretty young in the secondary. Um, you know, at the D line position, uh, returning all league defensive end uh, Nick Diavanzo. Um, he's he's you know he's he's been a solid player for us in the past. But again, his second year, we're fairly young. Uh, on the D line as well, so our defense we're we're pretty young, and and then uh, you know at, at the linebacker spot, you know we got Ricky Wyatt and we have Trayvon Williams um, that uh, we picked up from Iowa right before training camp, and and you know he's a pretty explosive player himself, so he just needs to learn our defense, and once he does, you know he's going to be a dynamic player for us. And you mentioned all the young faces on this team. We're talking at least on opening night, fifteen players who are new to the IFL. And that includes 10 rookies on offense and five on defense. And for them, or you guys, to come out on opening night against the Northern Arizona Wranglers, one of the newer teams in our league, and put up what I believe was a 20, 30-point victory in a game that you guys dominated uh, speaks volumes about the talent on this team. Yeah, we came out ready to play. You know, we were ready to hit somebody else after training camp, just seeing each other for so long in training camp. But, um, you know, we jumped on them 44-7 to at halftime. And then, you know, we, we – uh, you know, 
put some young guys in in the second half, didn't play as well in the second half. And, you know, I, I, you know, that's, that's obviously we're trying to get guys reps there, but we had the game in control. Uh, the very next week we played Sioux Falls and, you know, that really, you know, Sioux Falls is always going to be a great test for us. Um, and I'm glad we played them early, so it kind of gives us a measuring stick of where we need to be because they've won so many championships in this league. And, you know, we uh, we turned the ball over. I mean, you can't do that and expect to win. And, we, you know, we lose by six, I believe. And, and uh, you know, uh, we turned the ball over three times. And, and uh, you know, I really felt like uh, we played good enough to win other than the turnovers. So, um, you know, we just have to build on that and, and learn from our mistakes and, and, and try to grow from it. And do you want to talk about some of those IFL teams that you mentioned? Because uh, it's it's a growing league. I mean, we started out for a little bit of background on the organization. Uh, 1992 was the first season ever for the Rattlers, have been around ever since then, winningest franchise in, in Arizona sports history. And that starts right with you. Four championships out of the six total, including three in a row from 2012 to 2014. Played in the Arena Football League for most of the organization's duration, but uh, switched over to the Indoor Football League, the IFL, in 2017, which is when we won our most recent championship and also went back to the United Bowl Championship uh, to compete for the IFL's top spot in 2019, with both of those games being against the Sioux Falls Storm. So in your time in this league, which is now four years going on five, three seasons going on four, Talk about some of the teams or coaches that, that maybe to watch for and that have impressed you during your time here. Well, as a league, we're, we're growing. And um, when you have growth, you're going to bring in, um, you know, strong ownership, stronger coaches. So uh, you're, you're seeing a lot of parity right now early in the season. And, you know, uh, with some of these expansion teams, we're starting to see some old rivalries that we had, you know, from the coaching standpoint pop back up. And, and you know, you look out – at Frisco and, you know, Clint, Clint Dozell, he was the head coach of Philadelphia for many years um, when we were in the Arena Football League. Billy Back is back in the Indoor Football League. Um, so, you know, when, when you look around, you know, the league, you know, Dixie Wooten moved from Iowa down to Tucson right here in our backyard. So, you know, when you look around the league, it's, it's very competitive uh, from a coaching standpoint. And, you know, the goal is parity and, and – uh, um, you know, and you, and, you know, you see the competition in the first game. All these games have been fairly close. And, you know, we'll see how teams kind of evolve as the season, season goes. But, you know, once they get you on tape, right, then, then that's when you start getting exposed on your weaknesses. Uh, but just really happy where we are from a partnership standpoint at the ownership level. And then, you know, the strength of the coaches, I think, has gotten really, um, you know, re really good over the last, that last year. I think one thing you mentioned that, that makes a lot of sense is that the league is so competitive this year, just doing a rundown of the standings at this point. And this is entering uh, what the IFL calls week seven, what we're calling week four, because there were a few teams due to uh, COVID, you know, coming out of the pandemic circumstances that started their seasons a little bit early. But the only undefeated team left is Frisco. They are 2-0. and And then everybody else is right around 500 or a game above, a game below. So the Rattlers right now sitting at 1-1, one one, right in the middle of, of pretty much everything. Only two winless teams Right now, that is Louisville and Northern Arizona. But, you know, I just mentioned it, and that's a perfect segue into how this pandemic has maybe created some interesting ways to go about doing business, both from a coaching standpoint and from a front office standpoint. Um, coming out of the pandemic, you know, like I said, a few teams started their seasons early, but even from a uh, front office standpoint, 
Um, on the president's side, your first year working as president of the Rattlers obviously has been an interesting one. It would have been interesting anyway, but you have this you know, hurdle to begin with. Uh, talk about how we were able to come out of the pandemic, uh, I guess first from a coaching standpoint. Well, you know, we wanted to get back as many guys as we could off the roster um, you know, from 2019, we went, you know, obviously we, we were very disappointed in how we finished. Uh, we were undefeated going into the championship game, um, you know, and, and, and didn't get it done is, is the bottom line. But, you know, we had, we had some injuries that piled up on us on our, on our defensive side of the ball, uh, late in the season. And, you know, it affected us how we played, you know, in the championship game, um, you know, not to take anything away from Sioux Falls. I thought Curtis Riggs did a great job of, of, of calling that game. Um, but, you know, out of the pandemic, it was, you know, we were concerned with, with the players taking a year off, how many were going to come back and be in shape. And, you know, that was something that we stayed in touch with our players, making sure that they were doing what they needed to do. So when they got back here, we didn't have a lot of soft tissue injuries um, or anything like that. So, um, you know, it, it was basically starting to – to, to evaluate your roster and, and, and making sure that they're ready to go when they come in here. And now just looking at the schedule uh, in total right now, again, we played Northern Arizona and Sioux Falls, two teams that we will play again this year, but looking at a, a bunch of the, the newer teams or teams at least that are new to the IFL this year that we're going to face, Spokane, Massachusetts, Duke City, a lot of new faces that uh, on teams that really fans of the IFL and of the Rattlers have not seen in quite some time, if ever. Yeah, Spokane's an old rivalry that we had back in the um, AFL, although it's it's different people, but it's still going to be a rivalry. They've, we've always had – I've always enjoyed going up and playing in Spokane. they got a great fan base um, up in Spokane. Also, you know, uh, Duke City – you know, moved to our league, and, and we're excited to see them over in Albuquerque. Uh, Massachusetts, you know, we're, this this league is, is coast to coast now. Um, so we got to travel up and, and play Massachusetts in Massachusetts later this year. And uh, they got a lot of talent, you know, on that team. So, you know, Frisco, Frisco, Texas, I think we don't play them to like the last game of the season. Uh, another uh, young team that's got strong ownership and, and strong coaching staff. So, uh, we got a work cut out for us, and you know nothing says that those teams can't win right out the gate. We were an expansion team in 2017 when we left the Arena League, and we had to go to zero on our roster. We couldn't bring one of the conditions of us changing leagues. We couldn't bring any of the AFL players with us, and we had to go to zero. And we won the championship that first year with 17 uh, rookies. So uh, you know, so it can be done, and, and I think a lot of these these uh, young young organizations. You know, they've, they've put the right people in place, and you're going to see them get stronger as the year goes. And you see it even as recently as the last full IFL season, 2017, the Tucson Sugar Skulls went from an expansion team, brand new, didn't even move from an old league to going to the playoffs. And they ended up playing and losing to the eventual champion in Sioux Falls. But I do want to touch on how quickly the IFL is growing, because again, we left the Arena League in 2016, came over to this league, and like you said, immediately started winning. But... You look at the league where it was in 2019 when play stopped uh, after that season ended. Was that 10 teams? And right now, including those that are dormant, we've got 16 teams in this league, including, like I said, four that are dormant, a couple in California and Quad City, uh, Columbus. And then we're getting a couple other franchises brand new next year, including one uh, with the Las Vegas Golden Knights ownership group out in Henderson, Nevada. So 
Talk about how quickly this league is growing, because one thing with your front office position, not only are you the president of the Rattlers, but you serve on several committees at the league level, and that includes the expansion committee, which you have played a huge part in in bringing a lot of these new owners to the league. Yeah, well, this league is growing, and you know, it, you know, it starts with our commissioner Todd Tryon. He's done a great job of, of leading us through this pandemic, and um, you know, you, we're we're playing with twelve teams this year. Four teams are dormant. The teams that are dormant were. You know, we're teams that were in California and Illinois, and those are kind of squirrely states, you know. Uh, so, you know, it was tough to, for them to come out of the, the pandemic. But, you know, um, when you look at the league and, 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 and joining with us, uh, you know, most recently was the Las Vegas team. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're going to be owned by the Vegas Knights and the, and the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, ownership to Chuck Brennan and, and Bill Foley, so uh, you know it, it. You know it's going to be exciting. I think we're headed in the right right uh, direction. Um, you know, I think when all the owners voted to move Todd to the commissioner, you know, I, I think the mindset was we wanted someone that knows exactly what the owners are going through and understands the business. And uh, you know, I think he's done a great job of leading us through this through this pandemic. So um, you know, and I, I you know, as far as the committee goes, you know. They are what they are. I think all partners are, are are chipping in and helping out with this league to you know to grow, and and we're just we're just trying to do our part. And um, you know, I, you know, Arizona Rattlers is a great brand, and uh, you know it carries a lot of weight when we're when we're trying to recruit, um, you know, better ownership groups. You know, we're kind of moving in a direction where we're trying to get more professional and uh, grow as a league and. Uh, nothing that the NFL didn't go through back in the day when they were trying to start, right? So every league's got to go through their growth period, and and uh, you know we're we are we're trying to make the right decisions, you know, for the league so that uh, uh, we become stronger uh, as we move forward. And that's what's really striking to me, just as an outsider, having come to this organization and this league only a year ago, is that you know a lot of you know let alone companies, but also organizations, associations, sporting leagues as a whole are having a tough time with this pandemic and to not only, you know, a lot of them kind of lose steam after what happened in 2020, but what the IFL has done is the exact opposite in coming out of this pandemic with more teams, more fans, more partners, and really just using it as a tool to get even stronger, which has been a great thing to see. Another one of those partners that we brought in at a national level is speaking on those committees that you serve on for the IFL. You're also a member of the broadcast committee, and we've got a another national TV partner in stadium that is televising an IFL game of the week every single week, including our uh, game in Sioux Falls, which was nationally televised, and then our home opener against the Tucson Sugar Skulls on Saturday, June 12th, is also going to be nationally televised on stadium. So talk a little bit about that partnership and, and how much that means for this league. Well, you know, uh, the credit should go to the business department uh, led by Dave Wenham. I mean, he's, he was responsible for putting that, that deal together uh, and Stephen Evans. So uh, they've worked really hard on it and – uh, you know, we're, we're obviously happy for the league. That's just one of the first things that we needed to get done to try to grow as a league. And, um, you know, the big thing that I really liked about it is we're kind of headed into gamifications and where, you know, our fans will be able to get apps and be able to uh, bet on some of the activity during the game. So uh, that that's exciting. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, – you know, excited to, to see how this is going to evolve. And, and you know, is, is everything perfect? No, it's not perfect. I mean, you know, every business has their own set of problems, and we're going to continue to grow from it. But, 
you know, you, you live and you learn. And, and uh, you know, so we are headed in the right direction. We're very excited about this partnership. And uh, I think it's just the first of many that, that's going to be coming from our business department. And taking it now from sort of a national level down to back to the local level, we also bring in a brand new television partner this year in Floyd Simmons, who's going to run our production from top to bottom and I think is going to do an exceptional job with our, our team broadcast on a week-to-week basis on YouTube and LATV. So talk a little bit about what uh, Floyd Simmons is going to bring to the table this year in running our production uh, from top to bottom. Well, one of the things that I wanted to do when, when, when taking over the president job when I looked at the organization was creating stronger partnerships and you know, the, the, the media side was, was where we wanted to get stronger in some areas. We wanted a true partnership. We didn't want one of these situations where, you know, we're writing a check and you know, we're just paying for the service. Uh, we, we, we were looking for a partnership where everybody had skin in the game and, and Floyd, uh, came to the table and, and we've been able to create a great partnership. And, um, you know, that led to us, you know, partner with LATV. Um, you know, we normally was on Fox, Arizona, which got bought out by uh, Bally. And, uh, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of the teams in the in this market were playing on Bally's. And um, so we decided, hey, we're going we're going to go to LATV for this year. Uh, and they wrote out the red carpet for us and gave us a great partnership. So we're excited about that. Uh, you know, Floyd, uh, we've put a great broadcast team together with with bringing in Cedric uh, Bonner as our color and uh, Joe Paquano as our sideline reporter. So we feel like we got a strong broadcast team, and uh, I'm excited to see how uh, that's going to evolve also this year uh, as the season goes. And to reiterate, our first game, uh, home game of the season, will be nationally televised, so that will not be produced by Simmons Production Company. So that is June 12th. Um, you can find their first broadcast on June 25th, which is our second home game. Just for a little bit of background, too, on that national TV deal, the first 10 weeks of the season are already scheduled out. And so the final five games of the season, there is a, a chance that we could be back on national television for those games, uh, which four of the, the, those last five games are at home. And I do want to talk about the home field for a second here because not many indoor football teams, or actually any except for us, can say that their home field underwent a $300-plus million renovation over the course of this pandemic. We have got a newly renovated Phoenix Suns Arena. The snake pit looks unbelievable. And I want you to talk a little bit about uh, the home opener, how exciting that is to have all the fans back in the snake pit in general, but how exciting it is to have them in what is essentially a brand-new stadium, too. Yeah, you know, I went down. I was pretty uh, amazed at, at the changes and, and uh, the little bells and whistles that they have. You know, it was a $300 million transformation of the arena, and, um, you know, uh, we're excited to get back in front of our fans. Our, I know our fan base, uh, Rattler Nation, is going to be excited to, to see the building and see the environment that it's going to create uh, with all the, the new little uh, amenities that they um, – added to the to the building so um you know we haven't been in there in in, in two years so we're, we're certainly happy to be home and, and in front of our fan base and can't wait for that first game um so we can get back out and, and perform and put a great product on the field and a couple of housekeeping notes too we will be playing at 100 percent capacity so please do visit our website, azrattlers.com. Get your tickets at our tickets tab on the website. We are going to try and pack the snake pit this year. And I'm looking at the season now. Like I said, going back to, we're two games in, one and one. And I guess we'll turn the page to this weekend's game. We're going to do this show every week. We'll talk about 
previous weekend's game. We'll talk about the upcoming weekend's game. And so this week, we head to Green Bay, Wisconsin. We will face the Green Bay Blizzard, who are 3-2 and two this year. Had a really big win over the Tucson Sugar Skulls back in what was week four of the IFL season. So talk a little bit about the Green Bay Blizzard and, and what challenges might face us up north this weekend. Well, they've done a, they've done a good job. They've, they've lost two games, but it was to the same team, Bismarck. But they started early, and, and you know, they've got some games under their belt. And I think that's helped them, you know, get a couple of wins over some teams that were just playing their first game. So, um, you know, they're, they, they, they're coached well. Corey is the, you know, reigning coach of the year up at uh, up in Green Bay and, and did a great job uh, the last time that he coached his team in Green Bay. And, uh, you know, they're, they're a solid football team. And it's going to be a great test for us to go up to Green Bay. You know, obviously we have to travel, and there's always issues with that when you, when you travel. But Corey Roberts has done a great job of putting great product on the field. they got a very dynamic uh, quarterback that can run uh, and use his feet and makes makes plays. Uh, they're, they're running back position, very physical running back. And, and when you look at their team, it looks like the strength of their team is up front on their O-line and D-line. So, uh, you know, we're excited to play them this season, I mean, this, this weekend. And, um, you know, again, it's going to be a great test and another measuring stick of where we need, where we need to go. And so in all-time matchups against this particular organization, 6-0. and So obviously a lot of great memories uh, facing the Blizzard over the years. Any that stick out to you? You know, there was one that we played up in Green Bay, and we won, you know, right at the end of the game. Um, you know, and, and uh, we did a great job of playing situational football to pull that game out. It was our first year in 2017, and our coaching staff was still trying to figure this game out, and uh, it was early in the season, but – you know, we f- figured out a way to win the game, and that's the most important thing. Uh, but, you know, hey, look, the way I look at that is is their due, right? So we got to be on top of our game, be ready to play. And uh, I-, I believe we will be. You know, we're getting better week to week, and it's it's, it's a great organization. The Trinklers have done a great job, you know, with ownership of that team. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's one of the best brands that we also have to offer here in the Indoor Football League is the Blizzard. So, um, you know, great organization. We're really looking forward to going up there. And so that game will take place this upcoming Friday night, June 4th, kickoff at 5.05 p.m. And uh, please follow us on social media if you want to follow along with that game at Arizona Rattlers on Instagram, at AZ Rattlers on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else, including Snapchat. We will have coverage of the game, every game, all season long. And you can watch that on the Indoor Football League's YouTube page, which you can also find on our social media channels. And that is going to do it on this week's first edition of the Coaches Show podcast, presented by Victus Health, science you can trust, relief you can feel, the official training room sponsor of the Arizona Rattlers.